Dark found themselves in the midst of a kerfuffle in which gnolls were hunting bird-like hooked horrors. The gnolls proved to be little challenge for the party, as both Rostos and Nico used beads from a necklace of fireballs to torch the hyena men alive. Not long after traveling onward, the companions finally found this Furfneblin settlement known as Blingdenstone. Um, okay. So where we left off last time was you all exited. I'm going to do this one quickly. You exited Neverlike Grove um, upon realizing that Zugtmoy, whatever this force is, a powerful force. Did you recognize what she was? No. Okay. Um, but she was called the Queen of Spores. Um, several other names that sounded, let's just say, um, not good. And... You told this to uh, um, Pisidia, uh, the sovereign of Neverlight, one of the sovereigns of Neverlight Globe and Grove, and they basically said, we're out. And there was a huge exile of the Mykonids, and you all joined in and left as well. And you had Rasharu lead you toward Blingdon Stone. Along the way, you got caught up in a sort of uh, runaround with some hook horrors and some gnolls. Um, and it ended up you all kind of helping out the hook whores and killing a bunch of gnolls. I believe there was a lot of moments from Dro in particular of getting dual crit 20s, which really fucked up the gnoll strategy. Having Not having a pack leader for, for a bunch of hyena, uh, anthropomorphic hyena people, is uh, not good for them. So that really scattered them and, and really uh, gave you all the the drop on the gnolls. You slaughtered them for a while. There was ribs that were had, I believe, at one point. Um, and then towards the end, Dro uh, found a wounded, weeping hook whore who was clutching an egg and offered the egg to him kind of as a last-ditch effort to save its own, um, its own kin. Uh, after that, you traveled through the tunnels a little bit further, and then eventually you crested on an, another larger open and in this open cavern, you heard signs of civilization again that you haven't heard in a while. You heard forging in Gracklestug, but here you heard mining. You heard incessant mining and working, and there's less of a heavy air to this cavern as you walk in there, as there was the oppressive red glow that was in Gracklestug. This one, you can hear people calling out to each other. Um, does anyone here speak Gnomish? Minotaur. No. Okay, no, no one here speaks Gnomish. So then then you wouldn't understand it, um, but you hear them calling out directions in a way that you're not really used to hearing people, you know, kind of casually call out to each other, if that makes sense. Usually in the Underdark, it's kind of completely silent for the most part unless something um, predatory is happening. Um, so you hear some voices working um, as you crest out of this uh, cavern 
and you, you walk into the large opening and you see that to your immediate left further off we'll just say for you all this will be to you your uh basically your west you see caverns continuing on okay no different from any underdark that you've seen before the caverns continue on to the west to the north you see a cave but at the bottom of where the cave kind of begins there are stairs very wide stairs like a wide staircase. All of the steps look smaller than you would be used to. This is a ways off. This is about, I bet only Dro could see this, but I'll describe it for all you all. And then to the east, you see that there are various um, carts, um, pickaxes, mining equipment, figures moving around in the distance. Some about two and a half to three feet tall, three and a half feet tall. Some of them quite a bit bigger, up to like five and a half feet tall and very robust. And that's where you can hear the majority of the noise coming from. And then again, further to your east, more caverns down to like your southeast. You could surmise that you all have found Blingdenstone. And Rasharu will confirm this. Well, this is when I leave, y'all. See ya. Wait, let me try that again. See ya. <laughs> I don't think he ever did that. He does when he says see ya. Oh, it's okay. a catchphrase. <laughs> Only uses his catchphrase when he's leaving. Yep. And he's going to crawl off back in the direction of the Myconid exiles. And you all are left. Again, you have caves to your east, presumably Blingdenstone to your north. That is only you can see the staircase as it's kind of covered by the top of a cave. Right? It's just sort of the, the stairs go upward into the cave. And then to the right, you see a mining company and figures moving around over there. And it is your all's decision what to do next. And more tunnels to the right, should we choose to say fuck Blingdenstone. We were going to take a rest up here, weren't we? Weren't we carving out at the end of that episode to take a rest, I thought, or no? Okay, yeah. So there is a ledge um, that you all could sit upon, um, and if you feel that it's, I mean, I'm not going to tell you if you're safe or not. You just exited a hook horror lair and took an egg from there. Um, but there is a uh, ledge for you all to sit upon if you want to. Um, and we'll roll to see what happens. <clears throat> yeah. Jin is not tired, so Jin does not care. Jin will keep watch if you want to uh, like to sleep, the rest of you. But I just know someone was knocked out twice in a row or something like that. It might be a, a little worse for wear. So perhaps at least a somewhat of a short regrouping and focusing here. I can keep going as long as I, you know, I'm eventually going to have to knock out somewhere and it's probably going to have to be in town. Are you sure? Yes, I'm have, sure. Do you have spells left? It's not like taking a rest will do any good anyways. I've already done that. Ah, it's pretty <laughs> wide open here, too. It doesn't look too safe. Okay. We could if you want. Let's go. I, I really don't give a shit. Let's go. Mining company or the stairs into the city. Probably getting in the city, surveying it. What stairs are you talking about? Um... To the west, 
sorry, the wet to the west are like more open caverns. To the north is going to be the stairs up into a cavern. You could presume that's Blingenstone because it looks like civilization. Uh, the noise and the the mining noises are coming from sort of close to there on the eastern side of the um, of the uh, settlement. And again, Dro, you're probably the one who can really make this out in the distance. Uh, just, the rest of you hear it, but. Um, he can really like give you the lay of the land, and then to, further to the east, you would see more tunnels that would lead you past, um, which you could presume is Blingdon Stone. If, if you trust Rasharu, which I don't know, they, he hasn't led you astray before. He also hasn't been with you before for very long, so just give him the layout what I see. Looks like the city to the north, or sound and mining to the east. It all seems okay there. Can't really see much stairs. It's blocked by the cavern top. We're gonna have to go in to get a better look. But I don't see many other options. Joe, I have a quick question. Sure. How much do you know the history of the drow? I know you're from the northern part of the Underdark. You're not from Menzelbaranzen. You're not from this area. But how much do you know of like the, the history and exploits of like large large parts of drow uh, of drow history? The drow is the character or me as a player? I'm asking you, uh, Drow. Um, Sorry, Astro. Not extensively. Not uh, not anything other than like campfire stories, but it's like outskirts of culture didn't didn't get a lot of the insight and was just kind of Go ahead and roll a history check with disadvantage then. <laughs> Four. Okay. <laughs> then then Blingdon Stone doesn't this just you know exactly what all the other characters know that it is a settlement of uh, of dark gnomes Sverf Neblin um, and that you all have heard that they are traders and merchants who possibly are your best way out of the Underdark because they do know the paths better than most and are more willing to help people than mm, let's say the Duragar were okay um I don't know what we're walking into, though. I don't know if any of us will. We've heard a lot of conflicting things, but... Better than a mining company or other tunnels. Yeah, mining company sounds like a... A sort of labor we may be enlisted for... That I don't want uh, to get stirred up into. Doesn't interest me either. Dro will take out a set of traveler's clothes and kind of make like a sling over his shoulder and put the hook horror egg in there. Yep. So it's a little safer, concealed, but he also has his hands free. Absolutely. Nico, how are you feeling? What do you think? City? Rest? Let's just go to the city. All right. I don't see any other route. Yeah, let's let's dress like we're going to Grackle Stoker. Yeah. I don't know how welcome or unwelcome we'll be, especially with all of our conflicting races. Okay. So in that case, let's all describe what we look like and how we're dressing ourselves up before we approach the city. I think that's fair. Um, and while this is happening, I'll let you all roll. I'll let you all have a very, very short rest. So if you want to roll for that for HP, go ahead. But we're going to go around the room and see what everyone's kind of dressed like. Because this is kind of important, I think. Um, who wants to go first? doesn't matter to me. Uh, Counterclockwise? Rest just pulls out the sort of blue... Uh, dark blue robes that he'd had in Gracklestug and pulls them out around his head and has the horns sticking out. The turban, from, like from the Howling Dark. Uh-huh. Yeah, the dark gray blue ones. Cool. Yeah. 
wraps them up. Um, obviously, your your horn just allow everyone knows you're a minotaur, but still, it's a it's a. I have a long face too. For sure. Tough, yeah. Yep. A bovine face, some might say. Uh, Nico. Yeah, I suppose uh, I'm only carrying really um, the face mask, so I guess I'll just wear the face mask. The one that uh, the one that I was wearing in uh, Greco stuff. So you'd be identifiable, identifiable as a humanoid upon close inspection as a yuan T if someone was privy to a yuan T. Yeah, ones. probably. Okay. Like, my um, arms are still exposed, but I think I've I dropped all the other clothing that I had. Okay. I, I, like, stopped carrying any of that. Yeah. Still some scales in some places, so... Yeah, my arms, are, my arms are exposed, yeah. and that's where I have Tall, the scales. Tall, skinny humanoid. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, uh, Jin just uh, puts her mask, her leather mask back on, um, just in case. Uh, she doesn't understand. The last city she was at had uh, pollution in the air, so that was concerned priority she kind of laughs to herself a little bit as she's doing it i'll do in the part where we get to play dress up today just whispers that to herself and then probably doesn't put the turban she got back on just leaves her hair out cool and draw his new dark leathers oh man he will not put his face mask on <laughs> his face exposed as a drow but we'll definitely keep his head down alright <laughs> so you all march forward you can go past the uh, mining colony that's kind of over to your right which would be to the east without anyone over there really noticing you it's far enough away um, and did everyone roll for their hit dice if they need to go ahead and take a short rest that's totally fine I feel like while people are dressing up we can do that that's fine um and then going forward, you come up to these stairs. And as you're getting closer to the stairs, you're noticing, wow, these stairs are like not made for people our size. They're kind of hard. They're going to be hard to kind of walk up because they're smaller. They're wide enough for you. You know, they go about um, six feet wide in terms of the steps. However, each step is like, have you ever, ever walked up like really narrow steps and how like scary it is kind of at, at times? Uh-huh. These are like that, except shorter. Um, so they'd be, you know, I don't know. I'm just guessing like six inches by six inches. Not made for people your size. Um, so they're they, considered they, difficult terrain for you, actually. Oh, shit. Do they and, remind us of the, of the Darrow sort of style of stairs that we had seen there? Darrow didn't really have stairs. You just kind of slid down to that valley. Remember, they just didn't really have anything constructed. Everything was very haphazard and chaotic uh-huh. where the Darrow were. My mind was like tattooing with the, like, like a hole up here with stairs coming down. But yeah, yeah, okay, no stairs. Um, well, no, there are stairs in front of you, but not where the Darrow were. Gotcha. Um, so uh, in front of you, there are these tiny stairs. And looking forward, you can see they go up into what seems to be a mined out cavern. So now this cavern is not necessarily one that has continued around like you've been, it's not um, a winding sort of place, but it is one that has been carved out. And you can notice this from the the sides of the walls, right? It's been mined out. And you notice like the lip, I'm gonna call it that, like sort of the mouth of the cave that you're walking into seems to sort of hide what you then walk into as it sort of opens up a little bit more. And as it opens up, you look forward and you see the stairs go up about 300 feet. 
and then you see that there are there's a ledge that is raised up there with a couple of different dark gnomes standing there and they are all keeping their eyes on you they have their crossbows drawn upon you but they do not look like they are attacking they do not look upset they just look like they are what you can consider guards and let me go ahead and throw you all over to that roll 20 page hey dro maybe uh maybe you pretend that we're we're here for you you're my rat new and we're here to trade sure can everyone see that mm-hmm. yes So there are eight Sferfneblin. Again, I should describe that they look kind of like your old friend Jimjar, right? They are short, um, halfling-sized, um, or gnomish-sized, I guess I should say. Are halflings and gnomes are the same size around there? Um, a gnome's tinier than a half. Tinier, okay. Yeah. Um, but they have the darker skin, right? That gray, bluish hue. A lot of them are bald. Larger ears, um, and they have, these guys look kind of serious though. They don't look like any pushovers necessarily. They have helmets on, they have uh, leather armor, they're holding crossbows at you. One of them in front of you, however, let me pull up his picture. He has a dark beard. Um, he is bald on top and he looks a little bit different than the rest. And he is standing at the top of the stairs. He's wearing different armor. <laughs> um, is that art from the book? <laughs> <laughs> we all stifle our laughter. <laughs> but he has a pretty serious, like, steel pauldron on, some steel gauntlets, and you can tell that he is kind of the commander of the group, and he's holding a pickaxe. We'll approach slowly, and I'll try to be helping them uh, navigate the stairs. Yeah, they're probably bulky. We have hooves. my hands up in the air, kind of. In, As yeah. we're walking up, can, can I whisper, like, do you know if the women have beards here or not? I don't know. Don't think so. Okay. Maybe stay quiet for a little I bit. I will. Okay. Um, around you, you can see just fine, because you look up, and there are a couple of torches uh, back behind the bearded Sperfneblin. And you can tell there are fire beetles that have been trapped in cages that are lighting up it's the area cool. very brightly. Um, Neato. What? It's a Neato. Oh, they said Neo like it was a Matrix reference. Oh, no. <laughs> I remember that. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. When, when Neo, Neo fights Neo, fights the fire, fire beetles. beetles. Yeah. <laughs> in the I also just, just like saying Neo in the middle of somebody's sentence Neo. and assuming that it's a uh, Matrix reference. Um... Okay, so who's going first? I feel like this is important. Who's, a, who's approaching this first? I feel like I'll be ahead and, okay. and walk That's up. That's enough said. They're going to say, stop! And they're going to say it under common. I stop. Yeah, I'll just kind of stumble forward. like. Okay. Who goes there? And why do you approach? And this is from the guy who uh, is the bearded gnome at the top. Bearded Sverfneblin up top. I'm El Liot, um, and we are here to trade with my retinue looking for and good why commerce. why would we trade with someone like you? Shit. He's holding up his hand and they you notice they pull back their um, crossbows upon you especially. Raise my hands in the air. Hey, hey uh, 
Are you freeing us then? Freeing you? Yep. Are you... Are you not free right now? That's a very confusing question. No, we're not exactly free. Uh... No, we're not. Okay, then what brings you here with one of them? Is he your slaver? Listen. Pointing at Drow as he says this. No, we all busted out of prison together from the Drow. Drow, sorry. Yeah, you know, we don't know. We've never... We used to have a friend that looked like you, but uh, we don't know how your people are, really. You busted out of the prison from the Drow with a Drow. And he's again pointing severely at Dro right now. He's clearly walking up. Yeah, he wants to drow. kill he wants to kill the higher ups in Drow society or something of the sort. I put my hand on, on like drow, Dro's chest as I I start taking a couple of steps forward and I'm like, hey hey. He was arrested. He's cool, alright? He's been trying to get away from the drow. He's here. about to get arrested again. We don't trust like that. Do you know how many years we've spent rebuilding Blingdenstone thanks to his people? Listen, I don't even... I don't want to hear another word from any of you. I only want to hear him plead on his knees and tell me why I should even consider not putting all eight of these crossbows into your throat right now, drow. My people are scum. I hate them just as much as you do. There's no words I can say to make you trust me. If you have to arrest me, arrest me. But I want them dead just as much as you do. These ones I travel with have no fault being with me. We simply are looking for a way to get them back to the surface. And if you can do that, then you can do anything with me. Why would you even suggest that you would want to kill your own brethren, Drow. Malice in his voice, spittle coming from his throat. But you can tell there's a hint of interest and intrigue. Drow usually wouldn't even go against their own hubris in that way. So he's willing to hear you out. Go ahead. What he said is true broke out of Valkenvelf some three or four, ten days ago. We've been on the run since then. Pursued by a fiend, crazy drow matriarch and priestess of Loth. Every turn, they've been after us. We've lost friends. We've lost allies. We even traveled with the Snurf Leblin, Jinjar. When you say Jinjar, his, his eyes narrow at you. He served us well, and we risked our lives for him many times against the familiar foe of the drow, and... Listen. Not that I can say undo what was done to your city, but I have nothing but hate in my heart for them. You can roll a persuasion check with advantage. Eighteen. You wanna know what the check was? No. 17? No, it's 15. Do me a favor. Use your claws to cover your face. I am not supposed to allow anyone who would do harm to my city in here. Yet I hear you plight. 
And the name you spoke of was my brother. Oh, no. So you met him in Mantle Dareth? No. In Valken Valve, he was a prisoner. That, that's not, it's not possible, but okay. Um, tell you what, I'll stop you right there. You know the name of my brother. That's enough. But there's no way he was at Valkenvelve. Near the Dark Lake, right? He traveled there with us, but when we first encountered him, it was in Valkenvelve. No, he's been at Mantle Dareth. If, if you want to hear it from us, we can tell you what he told Wrap us. Wrap your face. I'd do that instantly. And he's going to look at all, and you all don't understand this, but in Gnomish, he's going to say something. That's just, man, how does Gnomish sound like? Like Elvin, Elvin and the Chipmunks. <laughs> he says something, and they lower their crossbows, and he's looking at them seriously, like he's letting you in as a favor. Uh, Don't let anyone know what you are. You know what you people, your people, have done here, right? No. Well, consider it lucky that you escaped with your lives, because you know what? A lot of my family did. I will, and I'll kind of slink behind Rostos, make myself hard to see, and say maybe I shouldn't have talked so much. <laughs> Question. The rest me. of you are fine. No, we want to have good relations with everybody. I mean, things are weird right now in Blingdenstone. It's not going great. Um, but, you know, we're making do. You said you were captured. All of you were captured by the drow. Yes. He's going to lean forward and kind of say something else to uh, one of the soldiers and they're kind of talking a little bit and they're kind of nodding and figuring things out. He's going to say, alright, we got to take you to see the chief. That is fine. I have a question for you. Can it wait? I'm telling you, you're going to have to wait. That's, that's to ask you a question? Yeah. Okay. Alright, so we need to get you inside while we're on the way. You can ask me that question, but I need you all, especially you, pointing at Dro, keep a low profile. The rest of you, follow me closely. Don't touch anything. I'm bringing you in as a favor. Are we allowed to show how we look? Or no. Okay. Especially him, pointing at Drow. I get Drow. him. I the get Drow. him. Okay. The rest of you. Just keep a low profile. People here are friendly, but they don't trust easy, if you know what I mean. Yes, I understand that completely. My name is Sark. Sark Axe Barrel. Sarkis. Sark. Sark Axe Barrel. My last name is Axe Barrel. My brother you spoke of, that was his last name too. It's Jim Jar Axe Barrel. Does the name... But I mean, he's in... He's in Mantle Dareth right now, so. Uh, have you ever heard of a man named Garl? Is that some kind of sick joke you're making? No, Garl, glitter gold. Again, I'm gonna ask you, is that some sort of sick joke? You're, you're asking literally a race that believes in this person if they believe in that person and would not know about a god of them. I know nothing about your ways, uh, but your brother mentioned this name to me. Yeah, you know why? 
because he worshipped the dude. You want to keep up opening old wounds? He left here a while ago, and I wasn't happy about it. He's at Mantle Dareth doing the Garl Glitter Gold thing of gambling his money away. Yes, uh, sorry. He just, he told me to mention it. All right, all right. What did I say about questions? Can I get you inside before we ask questions? Absolutely. All right. So he's going to open up. He's going to go up to the huge adamantium door. It's like way bigger than most Sferf Neblin. It's about probably like eight feet tall, which is large for, you know, a Sferf Neblin, but small for you all. Uh, it is a very, very thick gate. He knocks on it on a certain pattern. And um, the gates slowly open. They are thick as fuck. And Nico, you can immediately recognize these gates are not normal gates. They are like magic gates. Uh, and they can resist a lot of magic. Very, very well crafted. Right? And as it opens it up, it opens up to a maze. Almost like a labyrinth opens up before you all. And you can see that this is an area that is. Yeah. Rossus, how do you feel about labyrinth? Being a, a minotaur. Um, but you can see that this is kind of the type of place where they are not trusting people. This is a security measure. You look around, there are little arrow slots. You look around, and there are. Nico, especially, you realize that there are red gems in the wall, blue gems, green gems. These are spell gems that could be triggered upon a certain touch, right? Um, this place has been through many battles. Uh, Dro, your lack of history lessons, <laughs> unfortunately, have done you wrong, but these people have been oppressed. They have been decimated. And he's going to lead th- you through this. Have you all ever uh, seen how like markets or deep city centers in the Middle East work? Mm-hmm. Like in the old Middle East? Like if you think about like, I mean, a stereotype, but like Aladdin. Those were designed to be so uh, Byzantine that enemies couldn't necessarily follow them through. That's what he's leading through you all right now. So he is going to escort you all personally with a couple other um, Sferf Neblin. And he's going to lead you. But he's leading you in a way that just like makes no sense. You almost feel like is an Escher drawing, TJ? It's a labyrinth of shops, though, and stuff? Like- no, not shops. Oh. No, no. Subscribe to our Patreon. All your support helps. Buy sick merch at wearatstudios.com. Follow us on Instagram, Twitter. Look at our Facebook and Twitch. Subscribe to our YouTube to see what we do behind the scenes. We're at Studios and Stress Super Cool. Yeah! Uh, just like more ramparts and military sort of buildings. Um, he's leaning through. Is it Escher though? Yeah, MC Escher. Yeah, crazy. Stairs. It feels like that. Obviously, you're not upside down, but you're like, uh, I think we should go that way. And he's just leading through. He's opening secret doors. He's leading you all around all these areas that would make no sense to you had you not been with um, Sark right now. And he's leading through. Eventually, you end up kind of up on the ramparts you come around you come up to a bridge that goes over where you were just walking and then you walk across it to a tower that then leads you downward through stairs and you are at yet another larger gate where there are at least eight more Sferfnablins sitting there with crossbows drawn upon you all he gives a signal up to them 
he waves at them they open the door again i'm putting this all in there just so you all know how heavily guarded this city is right and is dug into the wall series of caverns that sort of go throughout there they open up that gate and this gate just reveals almost what you could call a gauntlet by that i mean a very narrow passage where you can see sort of slits in the wall that just sort of staggers back and forth again all of this is mined out meticulously crafted how old it is you have no idea you get to the end the door seals behind you he throws up another signal the gate opens in front of you okay you have any other questions right now uh big one no a big one was what Jim Jar told me to mention you just do me a favor yes, you just I'm leave my brother's name outside of your mouth right now just I don't know you and I don't trust you we don't trust like that here sure I mean I, I appreciate you said his name very people few people know his name Jim Jar so it's just my brother I'm just gonna ask that you keep that out of his mouth out of your mouth right now we'll talk about that later alright we don't have to I'm sorry it's okay I'm not mad I mean, I'm mad that I'm letting a dark elf in here. <laughs> uh, hey, I didn't like him either, but he's fine. Man, you say that. Do you, uh, do you have thousands and thousands and thousands of people genocided by his kind? Did you, did you lose your city? Did you lose your way of life, your culture, your history? Yeah, do you still wake up to ghosts of people who are tortured by his kind every night? Do you have to go back and try to reclaim the jewel of your people, the city, and then fight every day because of the greed of his people? Do you have to do that? Uh, I don't even have a city anymore or my uh, family or people. Well, let me tell you, that must be kind of liberating because every day we suffer because of what he did. Sure. I, I, I can't say I feel the same way, but I uh, was put, my whole tribe was put into slavery and we were nomads. We were also, I had to kill my own family just to survive, so, you know, I had to kill my brother when I was just about five years old. He's kind of not at this. So yes, I have lost most of my family to uh, slavers and uh, certain rulers of cities and, uh, had to fight my own and only to be more enslaved by the drow. Listen, man, this ain't this ain't a pissing contest. I don't no, know I'm what just, you're saying is true or false. Hey, but you, you just said a whole bunch of stuff. I'm saying, yes, I get it. I've been oppressed as well. And I'm just trying to get to the surface where I have nothing. All right, well, assuming that's all true, good luck. But guess what? You're in our world, buddy. Yes, well, I'm... Just looking for a direction to which way the wind blows. Um, you open up the, or the gate opens up before you, and he is going to open you up, and I'm going to reveal pretty much all of Blinged and Stone and give you a, a lengthy description here. So, you are now inside Blinged and Stone prop. Again, none of you are, like, handcuffed or anything. Like, they did not handcuff you. Um, I'm just going to sort of reveal the map to you. This is a city that is based on tunnels, 
right? If you can think of an entirely underworld city where you kind of like walk through different rooms and different corridors to get to different areas, that's what you see before you, right? The areas are lit up sometimes by phosphorescent um, fungi, sometimes and very often by captured fire beetles that are in lanterns that just tend to uh, throw a fit and then light up the area. Um, it's not hyper populated, but you can see it's pretty well constructed. No wall is completely untouched. If there's not some sort of light source, then there is actually another platform that you see maybe another um, Spurf Neblin walking upon, right? There might be two different sort of levels to it. Um, there are different sort of carvings in the walls. You might see some jewels that have been ornately laid into the walls. Uh, some of which you can tell, Nico, you especially, that might be magical in nature. Um, but it is an open um, cave system that has been carved out to be made into a city, if that makes sense. Some areas are more ornate than others, obviously. Like you can tell, like the steps are very meticulously mined out. Other areas are just, it's just a passage, you know, it's practical. Um, so there will be different sort of like wood structures holding up the passage along the way. Um, and it looks and, more cavernous than, as opposed to like uh, Gracklestow, right? Gracklestow was wide open within one cavern. It was actually an open city, what we would consider like more of a city. When you step outside of a building, that is the whole city. This is going to be more closed in. You know, it's actually within a cave system. So if you think about like what we would consider as like, you know, D&D players as being like a dungeon, it kind of feels like a continuous dungeon in that there are passages going here and there to and fro, openings, um, you know, and in different areas of the walls, right? At the same time, uh, you notice these people, like when you do see somebody, they're pretty happy. You know, if there was a, a happier area that you could see, people are working. People are uh, talking to each other and they seem relatively okay. Every, almost everybody carries either a weapon or a pickaxe of some sort, it seems like, from what you've seen. Every single person here is a Spurf Neblin, by the way. Every single person. Not a ton of them. You've only probably seen about five kind of walking here and there. A few guards um, with crossbows and pickaxes. But, yeah. And he's going to lead you in. He's going to say, Welcome to Blingdenstone. He's going to give Dro another just hateful, hateful gaze. Just Shoulder, Shoulders are slouched, just hiding behind Rostos, kind of head down. All right. I'm going to take you to meet our current chiefs, all right? They're not, we don't really have a leader right now, but they're the best we've got. They're really good at mining. And in my opinion, they're really good at leading. I'm gonna take you to see Dobro and Senny Diggermatic. They're a husband and wife cap, uh, couple. So, any other questions along the way? So what were their names again? Dobro and Senny, S-E-N-N-I. And their last names are Digger Matic. Digger Matic. <laughs> That's a sweet name. Quite a long one. So it's Cine Digger Matic. Okay. And Dobro. Okay. He's going to lead you through. By now, he has signaled to another guard. One is following you behind. He leads you through one area where you see an altar that has a large sort of um, red gemstone on the top of it. 
It's an open area, and there are multiple stairs that go downwards. He's leading you through there. And then he sort of winds around to another area. And you see, like, you know, one or two Sferfneblin uh, in each of these areas. Most of them looking, you know, uh, different enough, but uh, all having their purpose. They're not paying too much attention to any of you all. Um, he leads you through another area that is uh, seems to have more guards, um, and there are multiple sealed doors in that area. He goes through another area where you see that there are multiple holes in the wall where you could see, if you looked in there, there'd be actual homes, right? You, you could assume that you're in the residential area now. He leads you up some more Sferfneblin steps. Again, you all kind of struggle to walk up these steps, and he leads you into a cave. And in this cave... There are two Sferfneblins sitting at a table surrounded by a couple other Sferfneblins and there is a map of the city out in front of them and they are sitting there talking um, all in some sort of gnomish language. And as you walk in, again, it's like a mined out cavern. There are gems on the walls. There are fire beetles lighting the place. And they are sitting there talking to each other. And you can see that the two sitting at the table, they're sitting next to each other, very close. And they have, they're holding hands. And they're talking very seriously about something on the map. You all can't quite understand. Um, and he's going to say, All right, please just show them some respect. These people are basically saving all of Sperfneblin kind. So that, and he's going to point to the more female-looking one. That's Sinny. that, he's going to point to the more male-looking one. That's Dorbo. They're a husband and wife couple. <laughs> and they are the chiefs of Blingdonstone right now. Can you hit Shift-Z on their pictures? Oh. they blow it up? So, I'm going to introduce you. Just please show them respect. Um, hey, Dorbo. And Dorbo's kind of looking stressed out. Yeah, yeah, what do you want? What do you want, Sark? Um, these people just came in. One of them's a dark elf. And he, when you say he says dark elf, he kind of pops up. Everyone stops, and there's a... <gasps> yeah, I know. But listen to her story. I think they're running from them, from the slavers. They seem to hate them. I'm going to go back to my post. But I trust them. I vouch for them. And then Senny will sort of look at Dobro and they'll kind of look around at each other and say, All right, yeah, th- thank you, Sark. Dobro says that. All right, well, uh, go ahead, plead your case. Go, wait, what do you, wait? I mean, you're welcome here. I mean, most of you are welcome here. I mean, you're, you're not, not normally welcome here, uh, Mr. Dark Elf, but, uh, what, what? You all been escaping the, the drow too? Yes. Let me first start off by saying that map there of all these carved uh, cars that you have uh, here is quite nice. All right. I uh, see. All right. You're uh, under common. You know the word rocks. Uh, you know how to say cars. That's uh, it's mighty oppressive. Um. Yeah, uh, what... 
what brings you to Bleeding Stone? Uh, I guess I, we got a lot on our hands, so. Well, I'll make it short. Uh, my friends and I were abducted and put into slavery by the drow. Yeah, it's what, they, it's, what they, it's what they like to do. It's what they tend to do. That or just murder outright and burn and, and, and sow salt and just, you know, just really sure. make a bad time for everybody. And Senny's going to say, dear, dear, please calm down, calm down. It's okay. So, so this dark elf was imprisoned with us and he helped us escape uh, from uh, one of the prisons. Uh, yeah, yeah, Sark, Sark vouched for him. That's that's fine, that's fine, I guess. We all can just go wherever we want nowadays, I guess. You can just do whatever. Well, Luke, long story short, we were told that there might be an exit from here to the upper world. An exit from Bleedingstone? Well, from the Underdark. What? Maybe there, yeah, maybe there is. There is, yeah, sure, I can tell you there is. What What does that do for you? Well, well, it gets at least half of us out of here. I mean, he's trying to go back to the surface. So, okay, yeah, I can confirm the existence of a, of a place you can walk back up, all happy-go-lucky, back up into heaven. Yeah, we, we missed a, a certain very crucial point, uh, and you may not like this, uh... The dark elves were chasing us and have been on our tail. We've been evading them, left and right. We've lost many of our original party to uh, just the underdark trying to escape them. We had some members of our team that were Snuff Neblin or other drow. We had Mykonids with us. You can see one right here as we've uh, collected friends trying to escape. Yeah, um, we find ourselves here looking for at least some safety or to offer up uh, the one thing we're truly good at, which is uh, killing and avoiding big troubles. Look, for starters, yes, we'll help you. And second of all, we can, first off, just to prove our worth, we can update your map there from the things we've seen in the past week. This is a map of Blingdenstone. Oh, just Blingdenstone. So, Damn. no, you cannot. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> uh, so, as you say, you'd be like, no, well, we you have, can't. We have uh, information on other cities and things going on out there, which might you, you should probably have to your attention. Oh, right. That, that's interesting. Now, I'm sorry, uh, Mr. Uh, the name's Rastos right. Um, okay, so I don't mean to be crass, but your story's not that unique. You know? I'm sorry. It's just the case. I, I, I would love to help you get back to your surface, but check it out. I'm dealing with what you're dealing with on a citywide level. Sydney's going to walk over. Dear, let's be a little more calm. Please, let me talk to them. And Sydney's going to take over. Rastos, uh, the rest of your names are... I'm Nico, hello. Nico. This is Jin. Hello, Jin. Dro. Dro, nice to meet you, Dro. Listen, things are complicated here in Blingdingstone. We don't really necessarily have the resources just to help out others who have been hurt by the drow. We have been absolutely decimated here. And we are expecting to be decimated once again. My husband is frustrated because we, our problems are multitudinous. I'm sorry that you are running from them, and I'm sorry that the Underdark may not be so kind to you. However, we have many, many issues in Blingdenstone. Here's what I can offer. 
If you go to a place down to the southwest, follow the paths, do not go east. Let me repeat, do not go east. That is where many of the troubles are happening. There is a place there called the Frothy Mug. My good friend Tappy. <laughs> Tappy Frothstrap runs it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Go talk to Tappy. We have not seen outsiders here for a long time. She will be... She will be very excited to see you. Trust me. Now, I, I have one more thing to impart upon you while you plan. We've come far in our underdog travels, and there's something that haunts your entire world down here more than the drow. Do you know what I speak of? Um, if it has to do anything with ghosts... Demons. Okay. (laughs) Do you... Have you encountered any... Anyone growing two heads around here? Can't anyone say we have. mutating? And then I, I pull out Farkas from my back. I'm like, anyone getting really messed up like this? That we have seen. We have had an ooze problem as of recently. Well, but no, no two heads. Well, it seems there is a plague upon your underdog. And then uh, Dobro's going to say, oh, great, just one more fucking thing to deal with. Here we fucking go. This is, this is all we have to do. Just when we get thrust into this, we got to deal with that. We got to deal with this. We got to... <sighs> yeah, perhaps while we talk to Tappy, you can look through this, and I'll kind of earmark spots in my journal. Okay. Like, here's what's going on in the other cities that I've written down. Just cool. make sure this gets back to me. Here's the information that I have from what we've been going through. Uh, Senny will reach out and grab it. This is your personal journal. Yes, so talks about what had happened in Slublugop and uh, Neverlight Grove and pretty much and oh my god and even the the dark dwarves oh my goodness Gracklestock Gracklestock is under oh. new management let's oh. just say okay well we will read through this uh, please go to the frothy mug um, and then she'll put her hand on uh, Dro's shoulder listen you're not going to be well accepted here I hope you understand <laughs> why I do now. I believe that people can change. And then Dobro's gonna be, that's, and he'll, she'll interrupt him. <laughs> I believe <laughs> that people can change. You'll be on your way. Uh, she'll give you the directions. It's to the southeast. Southwest? Uh, no, we can't go east. Southwest. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, southwest. Thank you. Thank you. Southwest. Trying to trick us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Immediately goes Shot immediately. East. East right away. Yeah. Uh, it's to the southwest. Um, and uh, yeah, we will we will we will read this over. We we thank you very much. Just prepare yourselves. You can at least have a foot ahead of uh, the other towns we visited. And also at the very least, uh, the Drow Drow are also experiencing these things happening to them, so Well, let's that's, it seems Which like it's... upon no one, but um, let's hope that it at least slows down their conquest. By the way, if you see any sort of, you know, and she'll get close and whisper this to you all, if you see any, like, kind of half-rat, half-gnome-looking people, please do them no harm. Okay. No problem. 
Dobro's gonna say, you didn't tell them, you, you did not just show them, you did not just show empathy for the were-rats, did you? No, 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 dear, I was just telling them to watch out, you know, on the step, the steps up and down. You know, medium-sized creatures tend to have a trouble going up and down the stairs. All right, all right, well, okay, all right, you guys get on out of here, we got plenty of planning. Tell you what, go rest up. If you wanna, if you wanna really help us out, come back. And we could, we could, maybe we could figure something out, alright? Just, just, just give us some time. Fuck. And, uh, then, um, they'll, they'll get back to planning, and they actually kind of ignore you all a little bit. And you're free to wander around. <laughs> I'm kind of grabbing onto whoever's near me, and I'm still bleeding from two massive wounds in my chest from a spear and an arrow. Right, let's get to oh. the tower. <laughs> I'll support this him. This has been a long one. Drew will support <laughs> him and, mug. and put his last spell slot into a cure wounds for, for Nico. Cool. Cure of Nico. Six. <laughs> All right. That puts me over 20. <laughs> Drew is very de- dejected, but uh, heads southwest. I would assume we're heading straight for the frothy tap. The frothy mug. Frothy mug. Mm-hmm. To see Tappy. Frothy mug tappy. with Tappy. Tappy froth strap. Tappy froth. Okay. So, you leave the, um, uh, by the way, he would have told you this is called Diggermatic Hall, named after the Diggermatics, um, but it did not look like anything special. It looked like it was sort of done hastily. Um, nothing of, like, grandeur. Um, you all walk out. You follow down to the southwest, and you go down, and you see that there is a um, a hole, a well, like mined out hole, kind of like a, a, a nice little archway with steps going downward. Again, the same tiny steps, and you go in there, and you do hear, for once, for once, and out of the abyss, you all hear the sounds of a tavern. <laughs> you hear. Liveliness. You hear people talking and drinking. Uh, granted, they're all sort of napoline, so it's a little bit. And it's not super busy, but it's it's enough, <laughs> right? You know, you see wooden tables you could sit upon. You see someone behind the bar. You, there's only about probably two or three other patrons there. <laughs> Crack one, boys. <laughs> You're in a fucking yeah. Adorning the walls are just nothing but shovels and pickaxes, right? <laughs> Um, again, there are the standard, there is uh, a large, shan- not chandelier, but like lantern that has multiple fire beetles captured in it. That kind of gives off a nice, lovely glow. Um, it, there's no music. It's not super, uh, compared to the other taverns you've probably been to in your life, not super amazing. But, boys, we are in a tavern in the Underdark. We did it. Um, and We stay here for is, the rest of our lives. The, uh, <laughs> the Mind Flayer Tavern, though? Uh, that wasn't a tavern. That was a pop-up bar. The bar of the tunnels, yeah. And you all were the only ones there. Uh, as you walk in, they made a there, bar is a, uh, there is a small, well, of course she's a Swerf Neblin, so of course she's small. There's a Swerf Neblin. Um, she is holding a large tankard of ale. Uh, she has darker hair, big ears. She has kind of like a... Um, a frock on, I guess you would call that, and some tights, and she just sees you all, and her, she's kind of looking over board, and her eyes just widen. She goes, Visitors who are not from Blingdenstone, hello, how are you all? Please, please, please come up and get a drink. Please, 
please, please sit down, sit down, sit down. Have a drink on me. This first one's on me. I promise, please. My name is Tappy. Please tell me your names. She gets all your names. We don't do introductions again. Please, how are you? Lovely to see all of you, even though a lot of people here are going to hate you in particular, I think. <laughs> Pointing at Dro. How are you? We're, I'm so happy. I'm so happy to see you all. I'm so happy to see you all. What will you be having? What can I get you? What's your names? What are you doing? What's up? How are you? Uh, well, number one, a first aid kit. Number two, rooms. <laughs> first aid kit I don't have. Strong liquor I do. That's I have I rooms. Have no one's in the rooms. They're medium people-sized rooms. You can have them. You look around, actually, everything is set up to be made for medium-sized tourists. Like, they are actually... I mean, you've heard about uh, Furf Nebulin people always being traders. Like, Jim Jar was always good at, like, interacting with other people. This whole thing is made up comfortably for you all. It's not like you are in a small area. Um, but, yeah. You can stay here. Uh, just, just can, we, can we talk first? Can we, can we just hang out, please? I'm so fucking bored Would you, here. Can, would you guys mind uh, talking to, the, to her while I'm, see, I'm bleeding a lot still? Look oh, you are bleeding badly. <laughs> And uh, I have I have some important work to take care of very quickly, and then I can come back and talk to you for hours. Uh, all right. Uh, okay. Um, so I can give you. Can we strike a deal? Yes, of course. If you hang out with me, my name's Tappy. Yes, we heard uh, we got sent to you by Sinny. Uh, <gasps> by Sinny and Dobro. Yes. <gasps> the diggermatics know my name. That's amazing. Okay, well, well, well. All right, so how about this? We'll make a deal. Two gold, two gold a night for each of you. Free food and drink on me. I'm fine with that. I've, I've We haven't really come anywhere we could spend gold yet anyways. You are, absolutely. Well, you need to go to the Clattering Cavern. And you, you need to go, you, you, there's many places. And, and, and Linda's don't need to see you need to go to the Trader's Grotto. That place is amazing. There's, there's so much to see. But don't don't leave yet. Hang out with me first. Oh, yeah. We're not but going anywhere for a while. Don't the, don't worry. These places, this place, uh, I don't know if you noticed by my horns. Uh, while I do fancy a labyrinth here and there, this place we might get lost in and we advise not to go certain places. Would you happen to have, I don't know, a map. I knew you area. were going to ask that question, and that, okay. I'm sorry to inform you. That is literally the only rule I have, is not to give strangers maps. But do you know why? <laughs> Jin could no. take a guess. Uh, Jin, why do you think so? Because Jin thinks that you don't want any invading people to ever have maps of your city. Jin is a thinker. Do you know how many times the city has been ravaged and just taken down to the bone? I mean, really fucked up. It was not okay. So no, I cannot provide you with that. Only vague directions and, and, and some sort of area. But trust me, most of Blingenstone is totally fine. Uh, mo- uh, most, well, you, yeah. Okay. Uh, Jin. Can we, can you get him a room then, please? At least that right away. Sure. Two gold per- Let us slide two gold right across the table. I'll be back to have drinks with you very soon. I tell you what. Two gold. Because I like you guys. I like you guys a lot. Two gold. For three nights. Food and drink on me. You each have your own separate room. Does that sound like a deal? Done. 
I'll put two gold there. Slide it across the table. Okay. Can I get two beds in my room? You have two beds in here. You have the, your own room. Ah, perfect. Jin is not going to ask you what you need two beds for. That's a very strange request. For medium-sized people. I think that you're technically medium when it comes to sleeping. <laughs> I should like a big bed. You just say, I like a big bed. You'd be, Rostos likes big bed. <laughs> my business Do you want the king is size my room? <laughs> We can give you the king size room, dear. What's the upcharge? No upcharge. Take it. Just just please come back and tell me stories. And hang out with me. Have a drink with me. On me. With me. I shall. Please hang out with me. <laughs> Do you have a place to put... Uh, uh, never mind. Okay. I'll be right back. Jin, can can I borrow to go? Jin, Jin just sl- uh, reaches into her backpack and slides across seven gold pieces for the rest of us. So, this is uh, one gold extra. I guess that counts for the little mushroom creep over there. Oh, I shouldn't say creep. That was oh, rude. Yes, I'm sorry. sorry. That was a little joke on my part. That is stool. Stool? <laughs> Just stool. I'm sorry. You're from Atlanta. Is that your, is that your accent? Jim thinks his name is stool. I heard it in Munich. Where have you been? <laughs> All over. Don't want to ask questions. It uh, sounds like you are each very tired. Uh, your, you said your name was Tappy, right? Tappy Frostrap. Tappy Frostrap. Uh, uh, Wait, did I fuck that up? I think I. Tappy Frostrap? No, you got it. That's what I got. Tappy Frostrap. Foam Strap. Foam Strap? That's <laughs> foam even more strap. preposterous. Wait, wait, which one's better? Frostrap, Foam Strap? Froth. You, you told us Frostrap. Let's do Frostrap. So. Look, it's we'll the frothy that mug. Tappy, where do you enter your dead? And, oh, enter our dead. Uh, my. Just an awfully strange question. Uh, Although it is interesting, and I, I love talking with strangers, so we enter them over in the ruby in the rough. And where exactly would that be located? It's a at? large, well, largish cavern for you know bleeding stone, and you'll see on the altar a large ruby, right? And then there, there are several people working, and they go down into the catacombs. You see us, Firth Neblin. Uh, I'm sorry, uh, Jin, do you know much about Firth Neblin? Uh, Jin does not. Jin knows that there used to be someone here named Pelic. Did, oh, uh, Pelic is a familiar name from years and years ago, though. I mean, he, I think that he was here before the reconstruction began. That is uh, interesting information to have. Uh, uh, Jin just happened to read some notes that Jin came across. Just not good at lying at all. Just stutters over You read some notes about Pelic. I mean, Pelic wasn't that decent of a man to be, you know, thrown into notes anywhere. Yeah. Jin has been talking to Pelic's ghost. I'm sorry. It's okay. It's okay. Hey, hey, hey. They're going to reach out their hands. They're going to hold your hands. Shh. It's okay. There are a lot of ghosts in Blingdenstone. Oh. And I know you haven't been here long, hmm. but you're going to see some. Yes. Uh, well, Pelic wants to be returned to his grave. That's why. I'm sure Pelic does. You know what? Ten. How about you go to the Ruby and the Rough, and how about you go and talk to Glyphic Shroomlight. He's young. He's inexperienced. He's a little green. But he's he's a good boy. He's trying his hardest. He's not doing a great job. But he's trying his hardest. Nonetheless, us for Fneblins believe it's very, very important for our remains to be returned where they belong. To their home. Hence, 
why it was such a big deal when this place was sacked and replaced by all, you know, the, you know, the, the dark elves. <clears throat> yes, Jin understands it. We should have brought the remains back with us. Uh, well, you have some remains. Uh, yes, yes, Pelix remains. That's, that yes. more than counts. Yes, that's what Jin was talking about. Right. To join the oneness. What was it they called it over the, there? Rastos, those are the mushroom people. These are the little dark people. Uh, These are, they all join the great mushroom in the ground or whatever, Right. Rastos is speaking. Wait, what, I'm sorry. What is he? What is this uh, is, bull guy talking about over here? Uh, Mr. Rastos is referencing the Oreo Michaels. The, the uh, I don't. I don't. Not not familiar with uh, that. We will discuss it at some point later, if you'd like. Uh, yeah, no, I'm okay on that. I, oh. I like stories more than just you know like otherworldly oh, stuff. I don't really understand. Oh, it's quite a story. We saw many people absorbed, turn into uh, plants and things. Mm-hmm. I saw a drow growing from the ground, and then I smashed its head in. Right, it's a little more violent than Taffy would prefer, but I mean, you know, that's still a story. I'm, I'm, I'm happy to hear it. Well, it begged for its life to be over. Jin, Jin thinks that Taffy <laughs> might prefer Nico's stories than yours. You know, just just saying, Rastos, yours are a little violent. How about you all go get a good night's rest? Is it night? Is it nighttime here? Then? <laughs> it's nighttime if you're tired. I mean, you're not really on our schedule. We Spurf Neplins have a very strict schedule. Is it? What time is it here for you? Is it's it, n- currently it is work time. How much longer for work time? Work time? Oh, a couple more hours. And then? And then every all the all the people who worked hard will come here, have a relaxing day around a mug. But you know what? I get tired of their stories. What do you, do you know? What I hear that? day in day out, Rastos. Do you know what I hear? Oh, what happened to you, Pappy? Oh. I went there and I I I I I mined into a wall for a long time. I didn't see anything, right? Hey, you get I get I get tired of hearing those things. Despite there being a lot of excitement around Blingster recently, I get tired of just hearing Spurfnablin problems. So I'm very happy to see you all. Be a couple more hours, work time is off. If you want to interact with the patrons, please, you have my um you have my blessings. Although and she's gonna point a little bit at Dro, maybe if you just pull up that, you know, um, that scarf around your face a little bit more we could maybe cover up your dark elfishness that's not gonna go over well we'll paint his face up before he comes out oh with what I thought someone had some disguising makeup and stuff in here maybe not Tappy you said something about strong liquor (laughs) would you like some please it's on the house she'll give you uh, a fucking incredibly black uh, shot glass. It's a double shot. You know, life imitating art. I'm gonna take a shot. Um, but yeah, he's gonna start getting fucked. It tastes uh, kind of like licorice, um, but also sort of uh, sort of savory as well. Um, but it is not poison. She didn't try to poison you. I'm gonna remove two gold from my crap. It's already paid for. Is two? It's two gold a person, though, right? Yeah, but uh, Jin already paid for it. Jin paid for it. Oh. I'll lean across the bar and I'll say, when I finish my rest, I promise I'll come back and tell you all about our adventures with the tourist. It was very exciting. She's like kind of jumping up and down. (laughs) And I'm like, I'm just like kind of like rubbing my finger along the tattoo, like just nonchalantly, just like smiling. (gasps) You're inked up. 
Oh yes, I do tattoos if you would like one. I would love one. I've never, I, I've never had one before. <laughs> you really know, place, you know, place where it'd be covered up though? Maybe on my ankle or something. Absolutely, like would oh, love to. Lovely. I'm gonna go to bed after that. Uh, before that happens, huh? Are you sure you don't want one too? And I'll just like kind of widely <laughs> smile at you. <laughs> oh, I'm sure. <laughs> I'm sure I don't. Uh, yes, let's break for a little bit, uh, my friends. To rest easy. We'll assume that everyone... Jin, are you going to bed as well? Hey, yeah. Okay, everyone goes. You all can take a long rest. Um, I had some things I want to do during sure. the night. I do have so. something yeah, I yeah. want to do, too. Uh, we can do a... Well, your, your long rest also takes shorter. Right. So what if we do a long rest, and then you can come back before them? Uh, Jin, you as well. Since you all are elves, you can trance for four hours and mm-hmm. do a long rest. You too want to take an eight-hour rest. Again, time's kind of out the window. Uh, there is a work schedule to Blingdon Stone, but it's basically kind of like a 12-hour type of thing. There's work, and there's not work. Before I do go to bed, though, I'm going to be uh, looking through the mushroom book and kind of seeing how to like, meta- or, uh, combine mushrooms with the uh, ooze. Kind of see if there's any information in there and like how to make that. Yeah, Grazalax's Probably uh, ask Stool, the ask stool if Stool knows anything about it. Um, about like you know functioning with mushrooms, using mushrooms to do that, and her you know to do what I'm, okay, to sorry. basically make the the salve or whatever I need to do to pour into Farkas's mouth. Okay, yeah, yeah. Why don't you roll, mm, man? What works best for you? Survival, history, medicine. Uh, what would be a good? I feel like this is an int check. I have insanely high investigation. Let's do that. That's fine. I'm fine with that because I want to make it an int check with your. Uh, proficiency. Oh God! Four. Even with the four, it's still eleven. <laughs> okay. Um, you are looking in there, and um, you notice that um, there's nothing specifically in the book about that. The book mostly lays out what type of fungi you can see and identify, and y- their uses in the Underdark. Like everything that I presented you in that PDF yeah. is what it says. Okay. Um, however, you asking stool. Who was a good drinking buddy of Basidia, who gifted the mushrooms to Rastos. He'll say, I mean, I'm not really sure. But I'm pretty sure if you just mix them together. Like, that's what Basidia's thing was. He would just take shit and just sort of mix it up and just sort of call it a tincture or a, a healing potion <laughs> or something. And, and let me tell you, let me tell you, people love this shit. So, I would say go for it. All right, Stu. Then I'll just kind of sit there and kind of mush it together, pour it into a vial, and then lay down and go to sleep after cool. I finished it. Uh, go ahead and roll a d20. Let's see how well you make it. She, oh, she did tell us how to do it before we left, right? I'd say 16 without any modifiers. 16, no modifiers? Yeah. Uh, well, you should add your... Uh, I feel like you should add your intelligence. Uh, then that would be a 20. Oh, okay. with, with four for intelligence. All right, you make a nice level. You're using the gray ooze. Mm-hmm. Then there's a gray ooze that sparkles with like shades of green, and then just sort of green right there. Is everyone taking a long rest, real quickly? Or um, I was going to do some before I went to, before I crashed. Sure, go ahead. I think he's kind of shook from today, so he's going to get loaded. Dro, you're talking. Yeah, about. Dro is, is <laughs> shook. Is is having an existential crisis. Is going to get drunk. Honey, you're not going with the rest of your crew. Uh, no, I'm, I'm going to have some drinks before the townsfolk come. That's okay. 
There's only a few of them here. They have been eyeballing you, but they can't tell you you're plenty wrapped up. Although that is sort of suspect. I get that. Trust me. You know what? I think that people can change. Yeah. And you know what? Part of me thinks like, is it even possible that you really even had anything to do with what happened to my people in the past? Like, there's a... I mean, maybe you did, but... And, and uh, don't get me wrong. You could tell me, no, I didn't. And like, I could believe that or not, but... It's, it's just... It's strange, you know? People just have such strong assumptions about everything. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Kind of just despondent, nodding, and doing all he can for Tappy, but he'll finish up once people start kind of filtering in and uh, pretty loaded at this point and before he goes into his room he'll he'll knock on Rostos's door cool Rostos you hear a knock on your door and I was doing stuff before I went to bed as well uh, but I guess I'll open the door I don't know if I did it before or after what were you up to I go into the room I take I go to the other bed and I take Farkas out and put him in. That's why he wanted two beds, you jerks. I tuck the <laughs> I took tuck the covers over him and then I I would have also sharpened a little bit of flamenzunga and then tucked it in the bed next to Farkas. <laughs> All your dead friends. Uh-huh. <laughs> and uh is there. Uh. <laughs> and and I, I looked this word up, but I I would have like I think Rastos would have probably rubbed his face, put his ear back in place, and called him uh, in the Drow Dictionary. A bill is uh, a term driss, do word and used for friend or endeared uh, loved one. Ah, so, like beloved. So I'll be like, rest easy, a bill. Nice. As I uh, tuck him into bed. Very cool. As you're talking about it, you say a bill. Dro, roll a perception check. 16 or 15 you softly hear the word a bill and then a knock on your door what what is it I'm busy (laughs) (laughs) I'm not jacking up wait yes I am jacking up (laughs) yes I I am yes I am I go and open the door just a hair you see a snout of a minotaur go around the the door yes what oh dro yes Dro just pushes his hand on the door and like tries to just walk in as if it was if as, as if it were open. Sure, come in. Uh, what could I help you with? Rastos, kind of stumble and and sit down with his ass on the ground and his back to uh, the bed that uh, Farkas is on. And Do you see them? Probably with thousand yard stare. He's fucked up. Rastos. Yes. I, th- I think everything they said today is true. It's, it's awful. I'm awful. I'm a monster. Hey, man. I'm a monster, too. It's fine. You know, I I was down and I was thinking. And, you know, I I never said I'm I never said sorry for Farkas. I never did, and when we were with the puddings, and I thought, and I, I just, I just never said I'm sorry for any of it, for Ginger, for Glabagool, for any of it. I, I'm, I don't know. Well, uh, don't beat yourself up. You know, I wasn't just hiding down there. Sometimes, uh. I was doing my own thing, and things happened. And you know what else? You know what else? Um, 
you know, it's, you know, uh, the word for run in undercommon. It's, it's, you know, you know, I'll say the word for, that's, that's what's run in undercommon. And shoot, this is how you say it in undercommon. And stop, this, this is how you say it in undercommon. This is, um, and then, going uh, too fast for me. Okay, and then, um, <laughs> uh, there, over there, um, this is how, and, and then I'll just like ramble on drunkenly giving him listen, like attack listen. commands and things that battle combat would be good and, and under common. I, I put my very poor, my paranoid. Big, yeah, <laughs> yes, my big hand on your probably right shoulders, you're sitting on the ground. I go, listen, man, I've always felt like a monster. I've only been seen as a monster. Let's just say I'm used to it. But it's a good problem to have. And you could get used to it. Yeah. Once you know what you are, you can overcome it. And trust me, friend, at least I think I can call you that now. We can grow together as monsters and perhaps uh, you can grow old with me and we just may some pink see some pink in those cheeks where yeah. you can learn to be a real person yeah yeah Joel just stand up and shrug his yeah you know you're, you're probably right Ross Justin I, I gotta go I gotta go and stumble to the door open it stop and turn back and and f the word for friend and undercommon is is a brill and close the door and go to my room and go to bed. 